Ace and Death Do you need a chance? Or do you, do you oh, I'm good. I like. I think I'm set up here. I like how this list is like best horror movie with best horror movies with amazing practical effects. Number one is It from 2017. Get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which was uh, done uh, by a woman. Yeah, her yeah. name is uh, Sarah Craig. Hatchet's not on this list. I don't believe it. Uh, she worked on Don, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Silent Hill, and It, Urban Legends. Uh, she's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, Heather Langenkamp's husband, they own the, the company that did the uh, Dawn of the Dead mo- uh, special effects. Oh, yeah. For the remake, yeah. Her and her, her, and her dude. We're also going to talk about American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, we've got to. The condom chewing scene is fucking amazing and graphic as fuck. That movie's great. <laughs> in a really bad way. I think I just watched I didn't watch I watched it not too long ago, so yeah. Oh my god. Are Let's we really gonna the, talk about American World? I can't wait. We have to, I think that's probably the first that might be one of the first horror movies that I remember like CGI being in. God I, damn I'm old. <laughs> I mean that was like nineties. Are you trying to rub it in now? Is that what's going on? Thanks, Ace. Are we rolling yet, buddy? It was a year. Corey old. says we're rolling. Welcome to the Gore Club Podcast. I'm Steve Vessel. I'm Death Metal Dave. I'm Ace. And uh, we have a guest this evening. Uh, you will be able to see him on our YouTube, and you'll be able to hear him on all your uh, your podcast apps. Please introduce yourself. Uh, Trevor Thompson. Trevor, tell us a little about your, about yourself. I am a uh, makeup and special effects artist for film and television. Sweet. Anything you can talk about right now that you've done recently? Uh, not that I've done recently, no. Um, I love the secrets. Don't hold that. <laughs> so many secrets. Um... Now, I've worked on a bunch of films that you've never heard of. That's um, awesome. <laughs> I mean, we probably have heard a couple of them, but yeah. Um, I, I do saw, a lot of music videos, though, too. That yeah, for, I saw some For bands that you have heard of. <laughs> like, yeah. like who? Who are we talking uh, I've done them for Code Orange, Motionless and White, uh, Newfound Glory. A lot of, like, uh, really kind of hardcore bands that I don't listen to. Um, yeah, but <laughs> a gig but they, there's gig. super, yeah, there's super violent music videos, so it, <laughs> it uh, you know, does well. Nice. Well, that's fucking awesome, and that goes right into what we're talking about tonight. We are going to talk about splatter films, splatter moments, special makeup effects artists, period. 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 Where do you want to start with this? I wanted to go and talk about some obvious stuff before we get into the history of some of our favorite films and favorite scenes. And one of the most glaring thing, doing homework on this episode, and just being who I am, just a fucking white dude, is the women of horror. And when it comes to special makeup effects, it's even, like, it's even small. I can't think what the percentage is right now when it comes to special makeup effects, people uh, working in film. I don't mean Instagram and social media. Uh, even just low budget. It's like, it, it's, it's slowly growing. And that's fucking awesome. I know people who actually do in, who instruct at Tom Savini's school, or I mean, actually, Trevor, you went to Tom Savini's school, didn't you? I did, yeah. What is what's your take on women of horror? I mean, I know it's a now growing field. It, it's definitely growing. Um, it's been a boys' club for. I mean, it, it was really a boys' club for you know about six decades there. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm moving yeah. Um, but it, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's still a boys' club, but it's starting to. You know, I mean, it, it's already started, but like now, especially like you've got like some really great, um, really great effects work coming out of like female driven departments. Uh, so 
there's definitely like a female renaissance happening right now with you know with makeup effects they're kind of yeah some of the best work I've seen is coming from women, you know, in the field. So, well, give us some examples. Actually, has anybody out of your graduating class did they have they gone on to anything that you is, is notable? And if it's no, that's it, no. fine. It, it kind of feeds into the, <laughs> the no. My, I mean, my the, perception of it's fucking bullshit. There, there's a lot of us that are working, but um, you know, nobody that's like on like massive, massive stuff right now. Um, you know that that does take some time, but like I mean, one really you know, modern day, like very prolific, um, artist is, you know, Erin Kruger McCash. She's, yeah, she's fucking, she's, awesome. I mean, department head on American horror stories. Um, I mean, all, I mean, just all kinds of things. She did nip tuck. She was on, uh, she started, I believe on, uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch doing kind of like the, um, she did the cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she kind of started, um, on the, uh, all of the like reveal, kind of makeups and yeah. uh, just like the little gags that they had in the show and then went on to Nip Tuck and then of course, you know, American Horror Story now. And, um, you know, and she's a great like example of like, you know, female department head where like all this crazy shit is, is just coming out of that department and they've really, uh, you know, kind of inspired a, a lot of people. So hopefully more women will start kind of coming from, you know, seeing her, um, you know, because I know like, um, V. Neal definitely like blew the doors wide open for her, and then Lois Burrell, and you know, I mean, just all kinds of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I made a small list of people that I remember. Like, uh, let's see, Liz Mendoza, she did Cooties, Insidious, mm-hmm. Annabelle. You've got uh, what the Anna Colley, he did the Exorcist show, uh, the, the, the new Candyman. Um, let's see, Sarah Craig, Dawn of the Dead, Silent Hill, Urban Legends, and the new It. Uh, which Dave talked about before we actually started recording. <laughs> but like, and, and as far as what I've seen, and, and I follow a lot, it's like mostly social media, like goddesses. They're fucking killing it, but mm-hmm. they're only, I mean, I'm sure they're getting paid by, you know, hopefully advertisement because they're getting like hundreds of thousands of followers and views. But there's not a lot of women in horror and let alone, I mean, like this is a female driven genre. Like you go to see the movie to see the final girl, like, there's a couple of awesome final, uh, like final girl directors, uh, filmmakers, but as far as special makeup effects, it's very, very, it's like, beep, it's, and now yeah. the heartbeat is starting. So that's kick, that's yeah. kick ass. And then we'll talk about people of color. <gasps> Name one. And uh, fuck, man. <laughs> exactly. What uh, the? <laughs> Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. That's fucking crazy. Are you trying to make me feel awful for liking movie effects? Like, Not at all. I, I, think, <laughs> I think that I just wanted to, at least for a minute, because obviously it's three dudes sitting around a fucking, you know, in, There's in, four in of studios. us today. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I don't exist. <laughs> yes, you do. But Corey is our, our, our beautiful fourth in the, in the corner. Uh, I know we're, most of our heroes are going to be men. And straight yeah. men at that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's basically what's push day. If you ever look at anything like growing up, if you ever looked at any like behind the scenes of this movie, and it's like it's like ninety percent of the time it was like Tom Savini, right? You know? Like in every one, it wasn't like, hey, here's this assistant that did a lot of the work, but it's me, the guy who did everything. Yeah, uh, you want to talk about uh, something that's glaring? And a book came out about two years ago. Trevor, you actually sent me a link, or we were talked about it before yeah. when I was in, in, invited you onto the show. Can you talk about that for a minute? Uh, so it's called The Lady from the Black Lagoon. It's about uh, Millicent Patrick, who um, she's actually really the creator of the Creature from the Black Lagoon makeup. She sculpted all of it. The most amazing suit yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah. she Holy sculpted fuck. all of it. Like that was only that was that was that was her. Like 
that wasn't Bud Westmore, who was the um, department head at Universal Studios at the time. Bud. Uh, Bud. <laughs> Bud is a chud. He's a fucking asshole. Um, but, you know, she was, she had, you know, done this incredible work. And um, they, Universal decided to send her out on a press tour to promote the film because, you know, she was gorgeous. And of she created this monster, right? And he got wind of it. And he just, he threw a shit fit. Uh, because he didn't want a woman taking that credit for work that he didn't even do. Right. So, um, you know, they they changed it, and, like, it it turned into, like, you know, the woman who, like, lives with the monsters. Like, not, like, they took away the fact that she had created it, and she even flew with it. She's like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, But he was still just terrible. Yeah. (laughs) We should talk about Bud Westmore for a second. Bud Westmore was the, he took over after Jack Pierce. Everyone knows Jack Pierce's makeups. It's like the mummy. He's like the initial guy, the, the Frankenstein look, uh, the wolf man. I mean, God damn, that took hours. Uh, and then Bud Westmore's company took over and it's not just him. It's like, it's, he, he had like a face, like a family. Uh, and he, every time you see a still like in famous monsters of film land or anything, uh, he would be him with a fucking like a, <laughs> A freaking paintbrush going, I did this. <laughs> Motherfucking Bud Westmore. That's Just my after rant. the fact. Yeah. Sort of like so everybody else's real boss. Yeah. Like, Look how well yeah. everything's running. <laughs> I'm doing everything myself. Yeah. Oh, like It's time to take some publicity stills of the makeup department, which was still rare even back then. And then mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I'll be there. And he'll just step in and go, let me see that real quick. And then take the picture. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. So fuck Bud Westmore. But uh, let's talk about the roots of makeup effects. Like the first... Makeup effects is 19th century. It's like 1890. Was um, Alfred Clark? I found him. I call him the Godfather of Gore. He created the first beheading on film, uh, based on the Mary Queen of Scots uh, execution, and it's called the Execution of Mary Stuart. He did the whole stop the film, put the dead body or the dead body. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> it could have been a snuff movie. Put the body in, roll the film, and then cut the head off. Like that's the very first one that I could find myself. And it's available on YouTube. Holy shit. Thank you, Dave. Dave's fast with his fingers tonight. And then, of course, you've got Albin uh, Grauf, who did Nosferatu, Lon Chaney, Willis O'Brien, died, you know, holy shit, Jack Pierce, who we just talked about. Uh, Louise Dillon uh, did, I, this is where I, this is the one that I blew me away. And I don't know if anybody else has even knew this. And she's the one that put people remember because they don't remember, they, they should remember her effects because she did everything for Hers- Herschel Gordon Lewis. Blood Feast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Taste you, of Blood. You got to you got to think, think a lot of those movies, those early movies that you were talking about, they were camera tricks. It wasn't as much special effects. Yeah, it's not a big. It was, it was a camera trick. Yeah. So like in Nosferatu, camera tricks. Camera tricks. Tricks. Well, that guy. I mean, Albin still came up with the finger, finger extensions and then put the little bits of hair behind uh, Max Schreck's thing. Those little things. It's not gore effects yet. We're not there right. yet. It's like we yeah. beheaded somebody and then we took a took a break. <laughs> I think we, <laughs> we were made going, some Wolfman. I think we were going through a world war at the time. People Shut didn't want to see gore. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough of I'm, that in the newspaper every day. Yeah, yeah. I'm which like, is I'm funny. Like now where we want to see it, right? Well, and that's the thing. That's what Universal discovered is that they didn't put any money into their horror. But that's the that's like the the, the house of horror during the uh, during the World War, World War II. Yeah, really and it that. saved Universal. Wow, it, absolutely. Well, yeah. there's like one. There's one movie I ran across that this now this one said it was actually the first appearance of gore, which was after um, what you said earlier. Yeah, this came out, this was like 1916, which is the movie Intolerance yeah. by like D.W. Griffith, who's 
a Kentucky native, most known for directing Birth of a Nation, which is a completely different thing. Oh, you don't want to get into. You want to talk about people of color? Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. That's besides that. He did this movie called Intolerance, which I think is still in the AFI like top one hundred movies of all time. Um, but it features like a lot of uh, two on-screen decapitations and a scene in which a spear is slowly driven through a soldier's naked ab- abdomen as blood wells from the wound. It's funny that that guy would make a movie called Intolerance. Yeah. Let's see. I also have Joe Blasco on there. Uh, we can go through uh, the history of horror, but, I mean, let's talk about these guys that we all know. I've got a, the list on the whiteboard of Doom. It's got Cheney. Come on. Lon Chaney, Jack oh, yeah. Pierce, uh, Louise Down, uh, Dick Smith. I mean, let's just start there. That guy broke open the door. It's incredible. He is. It's I got incredible. Rick Baker, Joe Belasco. Joe Belasco, most famous because of the books that he wrote uh, for young artists to find and be like, and he, and he started with Cronenberg, uh, uh, like on Shivers, I think. Uh, let's see. I got Rob, Rob Bottin, Chris Wayless, <laughs> Tom Savini, jo- Steve Johnson, Greg Canham, John Carl Beekler. He fucking rules. Tom <laughs> Sullivan, K&B, Kevin Yeager. Anybody want to talk about any of those guys, please? Well, I mean, Dick do. Smith, Dick Smith, ever, you know, if you, if you know who he is, exorcist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. And that, that blew the doors off the entire world. Like, the whole world, like, the doors are gone. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a life-changing movie for many people, including yeah. one at this table right now. Yeah. <laughs> still, still gives me chills to this day. But, I mean, if you look at his credits, man, I mean, he, he did The House of Dark Shadows. Uh, let's see, The Godfather. Ghost Story was a big yeah. one for him. Yeah, and they cut his kind of effects. <laughs> Deer Hunter, that was that had gore in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you look at it, and like the biggest one, the biggest glaring one is obviously going to be the Exorcist. It is the Exorcist. Yeah. He became a huge consultant through the, he uh, through the years. He did. Well, after I mean, abusing Linda Blair, I mean, cool, you can do yeah. whatever you want. He <laughs> blamed it on William Friedkin. Well, I mean, yeah. just from like an industry standpoint, like he just created so many like. Innovate like there were so many innovations that were born out of his brain. Yeah, for you know, for both the makeup effects industry and the film industry in general. Like, I mean, just I'm I'm a god. (laughs) Made pea soup scary. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. A lot, a lot of it. If you look at it, it's it's having to be creative with what you have and having to make something work. Yeah, you may, you, yeah. Somebody just comes to you and like, hey, I want this head to explode. And then it's the makeup effects artist to figure out how to do it and how to do it within the budget. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that you said that because that he was the consultant on scanners oh, to nice. make that fucking effect happen that everyone remembers the guy's head blowing off. I love that effect. That effect in the bit, it's at the beginning of the movie. I know. Like, you think that would be like, and like, it's in the trailer to the movie. So, like, when you see that trailer to that, you're like, Man, this is in the trailer. What the fuck is the rest of this movie like? <laughs> it's sort of, it's, it's like, it climaxed ooh. pretty early. Yeah, and yeah. that's a Chris Wayless effect. And Chris Wayless didn't get a whole lot of exposure, uh, especially by, by nerds today. They don't really talk about me. Gremlins. Fucking, he designed and created Gremlins. Yeah. But he also did those early Cronenberg films. Yeah. What's your, if are you a fan of Chris Wayless films? I mean, obviously, now that I'm talking about some of them. I mean, off the top of your head, like Scanners, Piranha, Up from the Depths, Humanoid from the Deep, Dragon Slayer. Scanners was really the first. <laughs> Piranha. <laughs> So, Trevor, you have no idea what we're doing, but <laughs> please tell him. Yeah, no, no. The actual pronoun- the correct way to pronounce piranha is piranha. Whatever. <laughs> just so everybody knows. Our guest just walked out of the room. Yeah. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> now we can move forward. Like, um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> no, but Scanners was like the really, like the first one for me because I saw that when I was like seven, I think, the first Shoot. time. In the- seven? Yeah, I was like seven, yeah. Uh, thanks, Dad. 
But um, yeah, the the head exploding. Holy shit! Like, they just shot the back of that fake head, right? It was yeah, just like yeah. Shotgun with a real <laughs> shotgun. Yeah, like that's insane. Sometimes you get, sometimes you got to get creative, man. I know. <laughs> Nowadays they've just been like, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> like click on the computer. Yeah, we can definitely touch upon that later with uh, how visual effects affected the uh, practical effects. I, I think I think a lot of people, when you think of horror effects, it all a lot of it comes from the seventies and eighties. That's what most people think is like the heyday of horror effects because yeah. it was, like I said, you know, it was people doing creative things with next to nothing. Um, and you, you, you think about like movies like, uh, you know, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, you have to. Like that fucking transformation scene, the first time you see it, it blows your mind. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a 90 year old man watching it or you're, you know, Way too young, like seven watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the transformation scene for uh, American Werewolf in London, that was actually almost ended up in the howling. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I we go imagine. back and forth on that between I my ex co-host and I. He's like American Werewolf in London, and I'm a big howling fan. American Werewolf in London. Fuck your back. Why did I just one hundred percent? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I love Rob Boutine, but like 100%. you wouldn't have it without <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite story from 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 American Werewolf in London is where Rick Baker was in the in the field where he was attacking David with with the head of the puppet. Oh, yes, I love this <laughs> I don't story. Know if you've ever heard this story, but it, he tells it all the time. Like basically, and it was on the DVD, I believe. Um, so he's 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 just got this big werewolf puppet head, and he's just bashing him with it, right? And then uh, David Naughton, or it wasn't it wasn't it was Griffin Dunn? Yeah, it was Griffin Dunn. Griffin Dunn. He reached up and he grabbed it and ripped. Some of the face off of off, off of the puppet, <laughs> so now they're in the fucking middle of the night. It's cold. They're they're losing their shot, yeah. and he's got to fucking fix it real quick. So he gets it back together, and then just beats the holy hell out of him with this with this <laughs> prosthetic. Head. Yeah, and that prosthetic is like a big scissor like monster yeah. head. And yeah. he's just going, motherfucker! <laughs> I'm sure you're, Mess sure, up my puppet. Yeah. I'm sure you can. Have you ever had? Have you? If you had like an actor or somebody just fuck up something that you spent hours on? Uh, yeah, you can tell. Just, it. Yeah, I, I, you don't have to say names. No comment. No God comment. damn it! No, I've, I've I've had plenty of things. Well, give plenty us some, of an example of up. something that you don't have to name names. I won't name anybody. Name. Oh man, I mean, like you know, blood rigs, those sorts of things. You know, where you're like, you know, don't move. Don't twist this way. Yeah. You don't jump up and down and run around the fucking block with, you know, <laughs> this, <laughs> like it's rigged. You don't need to go lay down. You don't need to go out on the porch and take a photo for Instagram. And yeah, you get on set and, you know, one in particular, it was, um, you know, this, this, it's, uh, this scene where like, you know, this, all this blood was shooting out of this guy's chest and everything was rigged up, ready to go. Didn't know, like, you know, I, I checked it. Before we shot, everything was fine, you know. Five minutes pass. He had been rolling around or whatever. I didn't see it. Hook up my fire extinguisher to this guy. Nothing. Oh, no. Like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? And I look, I look at the back of him, and he's just covered in blood. Just the back of him. I was like... He's like, well, you know, I had to like it. It 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 was like pulling and like I had to readjust. I'm like, let me know. <laughs> like, don't yeah. just take it upon yours. You can't see it. You don't know how it works. Yeah. Leave it alone. <laughs> like, let me know. You know. But um, yeah. I mean, there's always something. You know, it happens on every shoot. There's something that you have to fix, and it's just being able to think on your feet. Yeah, but that, I think that's why I really respect FX artists because it's 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 quick thinking to get it done. Right then and there, you have to to be in that profession. You have to be able to think on your feet. 
You have to be able to use what's in front of you. It's like yeah. Bear Grylls, yeah. you know, <laughs> surviving. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom Savini always tells the story of like him, like the suitcase going around being a serial killer. Is how he looked at himself. He's like, I'm a killer. I get hired. You could travel around the country, travel around the globe sometimes, and I just got my suitcase of death. Oh, that crazy yeah. motherfucker! It's just like in Maniac, the the scene where they uh, where where they where he walks up and shoots the guy in the car, right? Yeah, that's his hit head. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> yeah. that's his head. He shot it, and they didn't have a permit for that either, so they just set the fucking car on fire and left. I didn't know that part. Yeah. <clears throat> Holy shit! <laughs> Evidence later, it's on the news, and they're yeah. all cackling. Joe Spinell's going, <laughs> "We did that." <laughs> and I believe he actually Tom Savini is the one who pulls the trigger on his own yes. head. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's fucked. Up. I can't imagine they're giving that to the gun to Joe Spinell, no matter how low budget Maniac was. And wow. those effects were fucking amazing. I think they yeah. took the dummy from that. It was used on Dawn of the Dead also. And then I think after that, it was so caked in blood that they just retired it because <laughs> it was just done at that point. Yeah. What does your What does your studio look like when it comes to like when you go home? Yeah. Is your studio at home or is it in the basement? Uh, is it some dungeon somewhere? It, it's at home. It's in the basement. Jesus, it's the same thing. It's yeah, in a fucking it's dungeon. in the basement. Describe uh, your studio. Oh my god, it's it's not pretty. I'll tell you that <laughs> it is god. not pretty. Um, you know, lots of lots of mold making. So there's a lot of stone. Just residue on everything, you know. Um, I'd like to have something like you know, super pretty, and it's like, yeah, you know, these, you know, blah blah blah, you know, but usually, no, it's it's stone, there's paint everywhere. It, it, whatever project I'm working on at the time, you know, there's just like a trail of like, you know, I mean, like right now, there's buckets of you know, stone residue where you know, I just I uh, just had to ship a bunch of masks out. So there's buckets of stone residue. There's dead pulls of masks that, you know, didn't, maybe there was an air pocket or something. Oh, no. So, like, you know, there's a whole bucket of that because you never know, right? <laughs> um, and just general, you know, organized chaos. Dust and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> not, not even organized. Not, not even organized. organized. Right now, just not chaos. organized. I mean, you know, I'm I'm prepping for a show right now and I just, had a show that I built a bunch of stuff for, so like it's it's kind of crazy right now. Okay, think about this. Think about walk. You don't know you're going to hang out with Trevor, and you're walking down in his basement, and then you see Polaroids. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it becomes the BTK killer. Is it like, wait, what are these? Which Polaroids? I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's just an eight millimeter film running in the basement. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then just, yeah, then you open the door. He's like, hey, you want to check out my cool yeah. shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Just snuff films on a continuous yeah. loop. Holy shit! Yeah, well, don't invite Charlie Sheen to your fucking house. You'll get the cops pulled, called on you. <laughs> fucking research, I guess. God damn it. Well, let's talk about some of these other ones. So, who's your favorite, Steve? My God, I knew you. Were... I thought you were gonna do this at the end. Well, I'm doing this earlier because okay. I can. Okay. Um, okay. I put up uh, a lot of people that most that I love, but don't even like even think about when I watch the movies that so much. But like when I watch the Friday the Thirteenth movie, I think about like you know Tom Savini if it's part one, or you know who, the company that goes after that is like. So many. Kevin Yeager did. Mo- he got. He should have got more uh, props for Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. He's one of my favorite uh, effects makeup artists. Uh, he came along. Came along with uh, uh, Tom Savini, and he is. Cre- he should be credited more. He's the one who killed. You know. He's the one who sculpted the head of Jason getting the machete in the side of the head and sliding down the blade. That's great. Yeah. Isn't that I fucking that. great? That's brutal and that. He did one of our favorite heavy metal horror films. He did The Demon. He did. He's the guy that, that Sammy Kerr comes out of the speaker and grabs the face. Oh, that's yeah. Kevin Yeager. Because yeah, he did great. all the effects for Trick or Treat. Um, 
let alone he he created uh, the the after um, the first time on Elm Street, his, he took over for Freddy Krueger. Um, so Kevin Yeager, Child's Play, he had to do a whole he had to create uh, one of the first full size animatronic like puppets that was going to have to be used in almost every scene of the film. So I would say Kevin Yeager is my favorite special effect, uh, makeup effects artist of the eighties. Um, he he fucking blows my mind every time I think about his stuff. Uh, you want to talk about Shocker? <laughs> he worked on that, you know. Dude, I love animated lightning in a movie. <laughs> uh, Trevor, you don't even have to look at my list. I mean, oh, who? You say anybody? Yeah, it it changes. It really right. changes. You know, um, I mean, of course, Dick Smith, yeah, Baker. Those are your, you know, they're they are your legends for a reason. Um, you know, I mean, Savini has a special place in my heart, obviously, you know, I went to a school. He was one of the first artists that I was like exposed to as a kid. Yeah. You know, he was like that, that moment of realization, like, oh, this is a job, you know, like, and it, so it changes, but I mean, definitely, you know, Dick Smith, Rick Baker, um, for good reason, you know, and it's not even necessarily like splatter. Like I like a lot of like, re- I like realism and Dick Smith was the master of yeah. realism so the that's kind of it for me what's the, the, the he designed like what was it the uh the dustin hoffman old man makeup for uh was a little big horn or whatever the fuck the mm-hmm. called i can't think of it which was the inspiration for tom savini when he did uh the texture chainsaw massacre part two because yes. he used that and of course he's a friend of dick smith and, he, and if you look at those makeups side by side you can definitely see the influence yeah uh, so what okay if you had to pick out of any of those movies or uh, uh Gods of Gore. What movie? And I don't. I, oh let's talk about Splatter, man. Oh, okay. Um, putting you on the spot. Oh, man. Welcome to Gore Club Podcast. I mean, Dave does it to all. If of we're us. talking about like you know, like Splatter, really, I mean, Dead Alive. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, and uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Tom Sullivan. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, just incredible. Like, you know, incredible effects work. Yeah, Tom Sullivan blew me away. I was going to actually put him... He's on the list over there. But uh, when I saw The Evil Dead as a kid, that whole... I mean, the, the movie is just full of fucking what wackadoo shit. But it's the end scene where it's like stop motion and like all the skulls and everybody turns into mush and like oatmeal with bugs. It's like the cream corn starts coming out of it. Right! <laughs> that <laughs> fucked me up. We, I rented that when I was a kid. Or not a kid. I was probably 15, 16. Yeah. Me and my buddy rented it because... Basically, they had that famous line on the front where it's like Stephen King was like the new face of yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a movie poster by there. Yeah, uh, but we rented that. I was like, oh, this has got to be good. And then we got to the end of it when everybody starts like the cream corns coming out and like the face comes down and all the skin's flying off of it. And like my buddy just like threw up in the trash can. While oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like he was so grossed out. Oh my god! That. And like looking back, I was like, man, it's not even really that bad. But he was like, we were. I guess we just ate something. We was in the room. And he was just like, Bleh. had some shrooms. Well, well think about that scene. She comes flying down. Cheryl, who actually signed my poster behind Dave's head, she come and her head explodes all over Ash. Yeah. And then you have the whole end scene where everybody's just like. Uh, and those ridiculous <laughs> I mean you look back now it looks kind of ridiculous but like at the time it blew my mind like those massive monster hands that come out of everybody yeah. and it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> they look a little ridiculous now but it's okay I don't care I love it that's the problem that's the problem with 4K yeah, yeah it kind of ruins it. It, it, it makes yeah. it too clean like that's why when like the thing came out which you know it's great great movie with great special effects yeah I don't need to see it crystal clear. They no. did not intend for that. No. no. And that, that I think, is a big problem. What's yours, you know? Dave? 
Favorite. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I was going to say, I knew you were going to say, like, the thing. That movie, the thing. I mean, Robocop. Yeah, Rob Oteen. He fucking he rules. Yeah, he does shooting dicks off, man. Shooting dicks <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's he's got he's got some great great movies to his credit. But I mean, there are you know not not only people that we love, but scenes that we love. Like you were yeah. talking about, and this one isn't even that old. Hatchet. Oh yeah, the fucking scene where the guy's head gets ripped in half. And it's just, it's, the camera spins around. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like a Matrix shot. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that, and I was just like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. I was at home clapping by myself. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah, Adam Green, he'll be actually in town. By the time you listen to this, it'll be, we, we've already hung out with a guy. But uh, Horror Hound Weekend is, is coming up this weekend. And I know a few of us are actually going. Trevor, are you going to be able to make it out? I'm going to try to make it out on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Adam Green's making an appearance. It's going to be awesome. He's getting an award Friday night. Oh, that's right. The uh, new is it the new Icon Awards? I don't remember them having a, the before. It's a prestigious award. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a major award. <laughs> well, it reminds me of the Rondos. Rondos have been around for a long time. If you're a deep horror nerd, deep balls deep, you know what a Rondo is. Yeah. And Rondos originated here in Louisville, Kentucky. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. The award show is the weekend. I'm going to do a little selfless plug. We're bringing uh, Frank Dietz to town. He'll be in town for Wonderfest, and we're doing Black Roses uh, live, and he's going to do a live commentary Hell yeah. with the nerds of Gore Club <laughs> Podcast. That's going to be and, so awesome. uh, and Frank Dietz is a star. Well, he's a star in uh, Zombie Nightmare, uh, Black Roses, uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare. And... Um, what were we just talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be fucking great. It's going to be a good weekend. So Wonderfest is the place that they do the Rondo Awards at. Yes. Yeah. Joe Indeed. Bob Briggs wants one so bad. He's been lobbying for years. <laughs> he doesn't have one yet? No, he does not. Shit. Yeah. He must have yeah. somebody it's a, it's a major award. <laughs> exactly. Very prestigious. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, but other movies you think of, like like The Blob. The, the original or the remake? The remake. Yeah. Do the remake. Lots of cool effects. I'm Solid. A, and yeah. I, I don't I don't know who the special effects artist is on that because there's a little that's up in the air, I guess. I don't know. There's How, what? I don't know, man. There's a lot of people listed, but they who all made silicon. They people. all did a great job. Look it up. Somebody look it up. Mm. <laughs> We've that, got time. It still holds up. You watch that now, like it looks better oh, than if they it. made a blob remake now. <laughs> I watched it, <laughs> it looks great. not too long ago, man. It was it was great. Yeah, Amazing. I bought the uh I bought the new Blu-ray that came out of it. Um because I actually bought the criterion of the original blob, which had amazing effects yeah. for its time. Uh, and that's all silicone for yeah. the original one. There's like the hospital scene when the like doctor. Really, yeah, like it's just like it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Well, this is this is it was uh, the film uh, special effects in the film were hand- handled by Tony Gardner. Gardner was originally yeah. supposed to provide only a few small effects uh, with special effects artist uh, Lyle Conway only originally being in charge of the effects. And then it goes on to however they ran oh, through wow. of 33 people. <laughs> So I'm saying that was a great group effort, and they should feel happy for themselves because they didn't get fucked by you know somebody taking all their credit. Yeah, they weren't women or black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tony Gardner uh, most famously uh, be- got he got his start in Return of the Living Dead. He created the half zombie woman. <clears throat> he did. He yeah, did. they didn't get Bud Westmore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got that job by making Scuzz's teeth for Brian Peck, the pedophile that's in the movie now. That everybody knows is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. The, Mo- the Mohawk Scuzz, which is my fa- my favorite character. He did his teeth as a as a like a as a you know a cool thing to do to make him look different. And they're like, who the fuck did those? And you got a job. Hmm. Hell yeah. Sometimes it's all it takes, man. Like I said, it's all about creativity. 
Yeah, it's all and, about it. And living in L.A., you'll you know, yeah. you'll agree with me. <laughs> yeah, that's a biggie. <laughs> and now I saw I saw in your credits you said mom and dad. You worked on that the movie that was shot here. Yeah, I was there for a few days. The oh, Nicholas Cage. It wasn't anything Cage. serious. Yeah. yeah, I was there for a few days. I think that was like the second movie that I did. You did know? you touch so. the cage? Did you get to look him in the eye? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one. Bullshit. No one. No. Oh man! All right, yeah, well, yeah. I'm done here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just I just wanted to talk about Nick Cage. Some more. Goodbye. Well, it was nice having you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. Like I said, it, it uh, is also effects that you really love, Steve. Yeah, there are. There are so many, and I because okay. they really make the movies too. They do memorable parts. I've got John Carl Beekler up there. Rest in pictures, baby. I love you so much, and we've talked about him on the show many times. His big breakout somehow came like almost a decade after his work and when he started, which was Friday the 13th Part 7. Everyone remembers the way Jason looked, and he directed that movie. But he started, he did like Ghoulies and Trancers and Reanimator and From Beyond. Like, he was a Charles Band yeah. makeup effects guy. Ghoulies go to college, Ghoulies motherfucker. Go to, I was going to say <laughs> the same thing. This is off the top of my head, but I know, I, I, think, I think I made some notes somewhere. Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master is one of those unsung early Empire films that I love. And he had a style, like, everybody looks like the Ghoulies, like Cellar Dweller. They all just oh, have yeah. this certain style of look. And if you look at Jason, regardless of how much money he had, he still has that weird John Carl Beekler sort of look. We haven't even talked about Can't Be yet. Well, let's talk about it. Steve. Let's talk about it. Trevor, what, what it, when did you first discover Can't Be? Oh, man. Um, I like you're like, fuck. Oh, fuck. Stop talking yeah. to me. Yeah. No, um, oh, man. Ugh. They were a little bit later down the road for me, like, you know, kind of teenage years. I was probably like 15 or 16. Yeah. Um, when I like really first like learned about them and, and kind of how prolific that shop was. Yeah. And it, you know, is. But um, yeah, it was probably, was I the... forgot what the first film that I saw that they had worked on was. Well, together that I remember, they weren't even KB, it was Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's kind of when they formed, I believe. Yeah, um, because they were both working. I forgot who they were working for. Oh, for Evil Dead Two? Yeah, no, they were work, they were working together, or they they had worked on a film together, and then because well, okay, Nicotero was in Pittsburgh working for Savini. Yeah, Day of the Dead. Yes, that was his yeah. big one. Yeah, and then uh, Berger had flown out there for I can't recall what, but basically he told him he's like, let's move to L.A., let's open a shop, we'll get a house, blah blah blah. Then they opened and. <laughs> Um, it was it was Evil Dead too that they were just you know that they kind of made all this shit happen and then they're like oh okay well we can do this like you know let's let's keep going they're the Justice League of special effects artists yeah I've yeah. met Greg uh, many times and he's actually going to be in town uh, for Wonderfest as well and I can't wait to actually hang out with him some more uh, and goddamn I can't I, I hate to think of some of the memories I've had with that guy because I was a drunk <laughs> asshole Not, I wasn't an <laughs> asshole but I call myself an asshole I was like just a slobbering fanboy. But he talked about, and I think I know there's interviews with him talking about trying to get Savini to leave. He's like, "Man, come, come on, man, this is where it's at." And Tom's like, "No, Pittsburgh's my home. This is where I'm going to base my stuff out." And then he ended up becoming more of an actor and a teacher. Yeah. And then look where Greg's at now. I mean, yeah. directing, basically creating the uh, Creep Show television show. He he's the producer. He's one of the main directors. He's Walking Dead. Yeah, he's Walk. I mean, Walking Dead. Uh, whenever, uh, what's what, goddamn? Who, who, what the? Who directed? Who's the very first guy from Walking Dead? Yeah, when Frank walked away from the show, 
Greg took up the mandolin. He's yeah. like, well, let's fucking do this. We talked yeah. about that at the uh, yeah. at, when I, when I saw him last at Wonderfest, and we we talked about it because I was like, you know, I sort of stopped watching, and I, I, I'm I'm a bad fan. I just it was <laughs> it's very hard to watch emotionally. It's taxing. Yeah, and we talked about it. He's like, "Well, you're gonna watch it." And I was like, "I'll watch it eventually." So I've got to watch it the rest of it before I see him this this next time. Be like, "I watched it, Greg," and I can be like, "I was upset," or "It was great." I don't know, but I but I did call him out because he was giving autographs out, right? And he had a picture of him surrounded by the zombies. It's the same picture of the George Romero picture. Oh, George yeah. It's oh, like it's an homage. Above. <laughs> and uh, I said, I'll take the George Romero one. <laughs> and, and he, he, said, he said, good eye. You know? he Hell yeah. It. I mean, he, knows, he can smell a nerd. We smell our own. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, got a, I got a nice creep show crew shirt then, but it's way too big. Oh, man, yeah. I, I, I wish I still had my George Romero when he came back. Because, you know, he took a long time off. He did the Resident Evil commercial for the video game for Resident Evil 2. And then they were going to give him a budget and start letting him do, like, the mummy. And then he disappeared again. And when he came back, uh, he just did Bruiser. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. But <laughs> he was he really was, excited about it. He was it. really excited about it. But he had all this really cool merch. And it just said, stay scared. And it was like, he get, I got a hat from him. And it was like his own merch, George Romero merch. And I wish I still fucking had that hat. I wore it to work and it just fell apart. Fuck me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about, like, let's, let's go down the line here. Robotine, we just did. I mean, that's obviously, that is that scene that no one will ever forget. And then, of course, you have actually Stan Winston in that movie who, you know, he had to take up because I think Robotine had to go to the hospital. He I almost so, fucking yeah. died. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite, like? God, Stan Winston is one, though. Just, yeah. Ugh. I mean, there's there's too many. There's there, I can't I can't say I have a favorite. Like I have people who like I you did my favorite thing. Right? Yeah. Like you did this, you did that. But like I can't I, I couldn't pick a favorite. Why do you even put him up there? Because it's like that he's done it all. Yeah, and he a... he was what he was in that perfect time and place because he was working for a special makeup effects guy, James Cameron, yeah. when he got hired for the Terminator, and it was just like. Now we, he doesn't have to rely on monster movies and blood yeah. effects. He got to do, like, the dream. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like he, like, really just kind of falls into, like, a club of his own. Yeah. Because he wasn't strictly makeup effects. And he wasn't just, in a, you know, like, a visual, you know, like, not visual effects, but, like, a practical effects guy. Like, there was a nice, uh, he just, he did everything. He did absolutely everything. Yeah. And he's just in his own club over here, you know, and then you've got everyone else over here, but... Um, yeah, I mean, he was just the Winston. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it seems like you remember the people that do the things that that that, that stick with you. But mm-hmm. um, one that we should probably talk about, uh, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like gore effects, but still, you remember Jason the Argonauts. You remember those movies. You remember you Clash know, of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. That was his last film, yeah. and it blew me away. And man, plus, it had boobs in it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's I'm that, all about it. That's what Steve took from that. <laughs> yeah, Calabas and boobs. That should be a fucking T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like there's something interesting. Speaking of like Ray Harryhausen, which reminded me of when they were originally doing Jurassic Park. I think they were going to do like stop motion like dinosaurs before the guy who stepped in was like, "Well, I did this thing on the computer. You want to look at this?" But they had actually had done a bunch of stuff, and I cannot remember the guy's name, but he was kind of like one of the last of the stop-motion guys. Well, yeah, he did. He worked on Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, Goddamn, what's his name, everybody? Somebody somebody do this. Uh, he directed, I thought he did, uh, The Indian of the Cupboard. I can't, goddamn. 
fuck. He, it was like, right, it was like, a, they interviewed him, and it was basically like, they interviewed him, and they had the guy who, like, did the CGI T-Rex. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, you could tell he was like, God damn it, man, my, I'm over, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he um, just realized he, it. He got a start for I, with ILM and worked on... You know Star Wars, yeah. and that started his career. Which, by the way, Rick Baker did all those masks yeah. that you see in the Cantina scene. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't move; they look very dated now. But yeah. that was demon masks and werewolf masks because he was like, "Fuck it, we gotta fill this void." Yeah, that's Rick Baker, man. All right, so Phil Tippett. There you go. Yeah. Yes. So I think I think he actually stepped in and helped him do some of the motion capture stuff with the computer graphics after that. So yeah. he still like he still was around. He wasn't just like, "Well, your time is out, here, old man. We're done with you." <laughs> he made himself relevant. Future. He did yeah. the tauntaun and yeah. Yeah, yeah. He made himself relevant in a time where he knew his artwork was going his his art was going down. How do you feel about that? You hell, you're right in the middle of that growing up. <sighs> what make what in terms when, of when CG uh, and CG, like oh. is just taking over. Uh, I mean, I feel like CG like right now we're getting a nice like a nice marriage of like practical and CG. It has gotten a lot better. It's gotten so much better. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Guillermo del Toro. There for a while, <laughs> though, you had like that just like hardcore only CG. And oh, I watched Blade the other day. It's Blade so Two is amazing. Oh, but it's so dated. It's a great movie, but man, <laughs> so that, that blood hurricane. <laughs> oh, the end of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like you can watch like you know a mostly practical like Jurassic Park. It looks. It still looks good. It yeah. looks like it could have been made yesterday to an extent. But then you have something like Blade, or you know, like with that where it was just like nothing but CG. Most of stuff from the nine, late nineties into the mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it looked old two years after its release. Go back and watch Thor. You'll make your fucking cry, dude. <laughs> that CG looks bad. Yeah. I hate seeing CG CG blood in movies. Like you just terrible. make the fucking blood. It's terrible. Like it's just like it's so obvious that it's just fake CGI blood yeah. coming out of Unless people. Unless it's like a 3D movie like uh I don't know, My Bloody Valentine 3D where it needs to come at you. Like yeah, I, I, I watched like a 3D movie not too not just recently. Was it Final Destination? And you know the, the the blood is CG, but that's different. Yeah, yeah. but like they would do it, you'd seem like somebody got their throat slashed, and it's just like CGI blood. Yeah, like yeah. and at the same time, like if you need to have, if you need CGI, like if you need, if you decide you need more blood in the edit, yeah, you could shoot a plate. In. Yeah, okay. shoot a fucking plate. Yeah, dump some blood, <laughs> squirt some blood, do that, put yeah. that in your movie. Don't just oh well, <laughs> you know, and here's my blood. Like no. What was the scene? Like we're talking about scenes. What was the scene that got you? thinking i want to do that because we all say that but you actually went the, to the you and Corey both by the way yeah uh went to that level of like you know what i'm gonna do that for a living i mean it sounds like i mean it was dawn of Corey's the dead. our producer by the way if you forgot <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was the original dawn of the dead for me no shit yeah. that was that was it you know i mean because like that was the moment where it was like oh this is a, a job that's pretty cool you know like yeah i mean i think i was like 11 when i first like watched the credits i had seen it Multiple, multiple times before then, but like when I first like watched the credits, and I was like, "Who the hell is Tom Savini?" And then you know, I was flipping through Fangoria a couple months later, and there was an ad for, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is a thing!" Like yeah. you know, so then I kind of started <laughs> delving into it, and I was like, "This has been a thing for a long time. This is fucking cool." You know. <laughs> and then you told your parents, "I'm gonna go do makeup." I actually did. Yeah, I told them <laughs> because I had I had, I had taken a hard stance against college from like the age of nine. Look right? at you. I was like, not happening. I mean, you'd already seen yeah. scanners. Who I cares? was like, not happening. I'm gonna be a bookie. Like it's it's done. <laughs> Um, and I told them, I was like, I'm going to go to the school. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, all right, cool, yeah. 
yeah, do your thing. You they know, were supportive, then, or they were just like, yeah, whatever. We'll, you'll come crawling back. It, 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 it was being like yeah. in support, but um, yeah, I mean, and then eventually, you know, I was like, I'm gonna do it, and they're like, Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> like, have you seen Dawn like, of the Dead? Yeah, like, I hit that age where I was like, you know, like teenager, like when I, you know, eight, seventeen, eighteen, I was like, I'm gonna be a mortician, you know. And I think then, we've all done that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then it became no. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go to school to make people look like they're dead, you know, or to like create monsters and whatnot. And uh, they're like, "Well, do you think that's feasible?" You know, and it, it's understandable because like it, it's a hard, it's a hard field. You know, it's basically like you're choosing to be perpetually unemployed. Um, so I understood the concern. <laughs> I really understood the concern, but um, I mean, they've been incredibly supportive. Like, you know, I mean, they they were and still are, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of that was an interesting conversation to have. Like, I'm gonna go do this. <laughs> you know? I think the first time that you and I met, I believe, was at Mask Fest. And now this, I could be completely wrong, but my memory sucks because I'm old. But I didn't even know that you lived in Louisville and even knew any of my friends because you weren't even working at one of the best, by the way, Halloween costume shops in the world, which is Caulfield's Novelty here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, but you, we met, you were selling masks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I struck up a conversation with you. I have no idea. And you might, I think at the time you only had like five or six. Yeah. This was years ago. Oh, that was a rough show. That was uh, 2015. Was it? Okay, god damn it. I, I I'm yeah. glad people remember dates, because I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm still 20. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember, maybe that's what it was. I was like, oh, man, this guy's just starting out. But you weren't really starting. You had already graduated by then, right? I had graduated. Um, okay. I had started making masks three months before that show. Holy <laughs> fuck. Um, and it's... It, 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 I mean, you're in oh a row God. with Tom Savini and uh, fucking. Uh, that's I mean, that's like, why I remember the Justin date. Justin Mabry yeah, was that's down why like, I around the, the corner date because it was so traumatizing. <laughs> Holy you know? shit! So, right across, I'm like right across the the aisle from Pache. Yeah. Next to me, I have this like insanely talented artist, and then again, like Justin Mabry after him. Yeah. And then Savini. And then V. Neal was there that year, Holy and then Howard shit. Berger, and I'm just over here at the end, like. I think that's what it was. I was just like, man, who's this fucking kid? This is badass, dude. You're in a row full of gods, and no offense, but I don't. I've never heard of you, oh and God. I wish I could remember our conversation. By the way, uh, people who like in Poland and Peru and Sweden who just picked us up. By the way, uh, Mask Fest is a uh, is a small part of the Horror Hound convention that happens like once a year. They only do Mask Fest once, once a year. Thing. Yeah, and that's when I first met you. That's that's fucking cool. It's a weird yeah. memory I just popped in my head. Yeah. Memories. Was, uh, yeah, that was uh, it. Was traumatizing. The only thing I don't like scare. about <laughs> only thing I don't like about Mask Fest is if you don't go Friday and get in immediately, you're done. Yeah, you you you're, half the stuff. Half the, say sold, sold, mm. sold, well, sold. Them, <laughs> yeah, some of them, some of them. That, well, people do that more now, where they're like, you could pick it up after the weekend. Yeah. But like, you know, first couple of years, I would go in there and just be like, well, there's nothing here. Then that's oh, they just sold everything. Awesome. Yeah, that year. I think it was that year. I actually went just to meet Justin Mabry and buy a Thrasher uh, mask. It's a it's a Michael Myers mask. It's one of his. I don't think he even still makes those masks. But uh, I knew he was going to be there, and I was I was I was I beelined to him, and I was like, for one, I get to meet Justin Mabry, and two, mm-hmm. he was like, well, yeah, which one do you want? I've got three different versions. I'm like, oh, I do. I totally want to blow you and take that mask home. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. You're like, can I blow you with the mask on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, get out of my head, Dave. <laughs> Well, it's not okay. So we're talking about scenes. Um, Ace, what the fuck? Where are you at? 
What, what's your favorite movie scene? My favorite movie make, scene. Make perfect. It's your t- give you an hour. Go ahead. I'll tell you what. Irreversible. I'm oh, go. God damn it, Dave. Hey, it was a brutal scene. You, I, didn't, I didn't even have to say what it was. You knew what I was talking about <laughs> just by saying the name of the movie. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Fire I could. I can't watch that movie anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go like just something awful, which is Street Trash. I love the effects in that movie. Yeah. And, and it's like such a low budget movie. Is it the toilet scene? The toilet scene. <laughs> Every movie, every scene that movie, like the guy who's like just up against the wall and he like gets all big and just explodes. Yeah. Um, There's like the fucking goes through that guy's head and like blows his dick off, and then you see the dick flying in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Like that whole movie, like just all the the fact that they didn't even like make the blood like red; it's all like green and purple. Somebody made that. Like it's so good. (laughs) You think about that. Somebody took a lot of time and care and be like, "It's going to be on screen. I got to make this perfect." (laughs) Who was the uh, makeup effects artist on that film? Because the guy who made that film actually got his start making a documentary about Dawn of the Dead. Did y'all know that? Did not know that. Yeah, it's great. Did not. Uh, it's Ray Funk is the guy who directed the movie, yeah. but he did. Uh, it's it's I think it was, I can't remember what it's called, but it's narrated by a female, and he goes. Through, it's like him walking around the mall uh, with George Romero while they're filming the movie, yeah. like uh, during a break time, and he's just like, "Hey, how's it going, George? Let's talk." And it's an entire documentary that came out. Uh, Diary of the Dead is what it's called. Okay. It just popped in my head. Yeah. So he directed that, and then years later, I I didn't think about that guy again. Street and trash. then Street Trash, bam, same guy. Apparently, the only sponsor they could get for the movie was Drake's Cakes, <laughs> and that they had so many of them that by the time they got to the where the big, like the what they describe <clears throat> as the fat bum mm-hmm. who explodes in the movie. They just stuffed all those Drake's cakes inside of that like body, and then it just exploded all over the fucking set. Well, one of the uh, makeup special effects makeup artists on Street Trash was Jennifer Aspinall. Nice. Okay. So, which is why I picked that movie because a woman worked on it. You're great. <laughs> so we're awful. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know that. Well, she's, no, and I mean, she she's still making movies. She made she did uh, makeup for uh, Captain Marvel. That's cool though. So that's that in Westworld. Man, she's got some good credits on her. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I feel I feel bad all the time when I'm trying to when we do uh, homework for these podcasts because I'm like, God, what the hell? I didn't know there was a, this, a, a black director who did this. Like, I mean, yeah. the new Candyman movie is fucking amazing. I don't care. I love it. I'm so bad with names. Like, if it's not like Tom Savini or somebody, I'm just like completely forget who the person was. Who did it. <laughs> I mean, we talked about Slumber Party Massacre, like yeah. all these films that are directed by females. Like, everyone always goes to Catherine Bigelow. Yes, Near Dark. Fucking rules. Yeah, but there's a whole like, there's a whole bunch of women out there that need to be propped up. So and oh, people yeah. of color and gay people. Yeah, it's like fuck, man. It's crazy. Um, do you talk about your sexuality? Are we? I can edit this out, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Being a gay special makeup effects artist has that ever affected you? Believe it or not, no. That's no. I've, I've awesome. gotten. I mean, I've gotten more respect for it. I believe. You know. I, I, it, at the end of the day, like, you know, because, I mean, I've had, I've had, you know, other effects artists, like, yeah. more seasoned artists. Um, I mean, one in particular uh, gentleman named Vincent Glistini. Yeah. You know, he told me that once. He goes, we need more. And I, I was department heading this movie. Like, I was just, like, straight makeup department head. Um, you know, and he was doing all the effects for the film. Yeah, creature suits and all kinds of cool shit, you know. And and he told me that he goes, you know, and I don't I don't think he knew at the time that I did makeup effects, like in addition to you know straight makeup. Um, and he told me he goes, you know, and he's got like this really thick like you know Jersey accent. He goes, you know, we we need more gays doing makeup effects. You know? <laughs> I was like, well, 
Hi. How, how are you? Yeah, how you doing? Right. Um, yeah, you know. I, yeah, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but no, we no, didn't no, talk no, about no. that before we started rolling. I was like, you know, that it shouldn't be a selling point, but it should be brought, you know, it should be celebrated. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't really think it's been, you know, much of a selling point, but it, it, it I think it does. Well, that guy thinks it is. Make people more comfortable <laughs> in certain situations, right. you know, like. I can do prosthetics, you know, like full body prosthetics on, you know, females and they're like usually pretty okay with it, you yeah, know. So I like totally think, didn't think about it that. Really, I mean, Creepy I think it, it kind of helps <laughs> put people at ease in certain situations, yeah. you know, but um I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not really had much of an effect cuz you know. That's how it should be. Yeah. I, I mean, and I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get hired because I'm the gay guy. You know, I mean, I know I have been before, but yeah. like, um, you know, I also don't want to lose out on a job because of that. You know, and I, I really, I can't. I mean, I really can't say that I've been affected by that. Okay, you know, which I'm thankful for. Yeah, those are the things I think about whenever I was like, oh, you know, it's a female black director, and she's like, motherfucker, I make movies. Mm-hmm. So, but some people are like, no, you need to be the poster person, and. That's a that's a whole conversation. It is, and I and I had that conversation with a lot of my friends before, uh, and not just you, but like I'm just like, yeah, that needs to be talked about. But sure. you know, you don't hear like, oh, director Steve Vessel, white dude, <laughs> like that's not a thing. I don't straight know, white yeah. male. Yeah, <laughs> tell us about the struggles of the straight white male. The white cis <laughs> male over here just struggling away. God damn it. Okay, well, cool. I mean, yeah. Are there any actually out uh, special makeup effects artists that you know of that work that maybe we don't? There are, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of current, you yeah. know, um, makeup effects artists that are out, um, and you know, very very out and proud, and you know, doing a lot of really great things. There's <coughs> also, you know, um, I mean, one openly transgender, um, you know, prost- or special makeup effects artist. Yeah, and he's an incredible artist. We've been friends for years. Um, you know, he recently. Came out as transgender, you know. Um, I've always known him as, you know, Ricky Vitus. Great, phenomenal artist. Um, and, yeah, so I feel like he's kind of really kind of trail, trailblazing for, for that community. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. And I would say, too, with the popularity of Dragula. I was going like, to say, man. And, I mean. I hope somebody was going to read see, it. See what the, the, the Boulay brothers mm-hmm. do. See what all the contestants do. Like. The, this last season was the first time I've actually watched it, and every week holy I was shit, like, man. "I was like, holy fuck, this is <laughs> you're awesome. in for a treat, baby." Yeah, they're putting the other seasons up on Shutter this month, so I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. Yeah. But it looks, it's just the the amount of makeup and and, and effects that go into oh, their yeah. costumes, like yeah. yeah, like the winners. I'm just like, I don't know who I want to win. Just all of you win. <laughs> yeah, please. The Boulay Brothers kick ass. They had, their comic book was so graphic and fucked up. And yeah, I they, loved it. They had they had the they had a heavy metal uh, yeah. magazine. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it's so uh, fucking good. Yeah. But you know that that is part of part of that culture. And then in, in, in mm-hmm. drag dra, drag drag queens. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Like, oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of makeup that goes into that. Like, I know a few drag queens, and yeah. it, it, it's 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 an art form. It's yeah. just like you know. Special effects makeup, yeah. Especially on their show, I hope some of those people go on because I know you, I've seen the interviews. We've all, if you watch that show, they're like, you know, I started out, you know, as a kid. Not, not only am I scared in my basement because I'm either gay or trans or whatever, and then I'm also makeup effects. Like you're having to go even the further, like further and further and further, just to push yourself. It's like that's inspiring. Yeah, yeah. and I'm in the basement with you know 
You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Being inspired. I'm inspired by nothing. <laughs> oh, but again, you know that that that's you know it's 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 an, an effects driven show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's badass. It's it's really it good, and I'm uh, I was I was glad I'm Team Dolly. I'm glad Dolly won. Oh, which uh, which season is that? That was the last one. Oh, okay, it's been out for a while. If you haven't seen it, sorry. I no, I have. <laughs> I've seen. I think I've seen all of them. I think. I need to watch it. Me and my wife just we're still on the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. So. Yeah, I think oh, we're in it for you. Need to get on, on the Boulay Brothers. Were they on Joe Bob recently? Or? Yes, they oh, were. Okay, yeah, they did the yeah. they did the last drive-in and they showed uh, they 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 showed Black Roses. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. What was the other one? I don't even remember what the other one yeah. was. I'd been drinking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like Rachel's never seen Black Roses, and I'm just over here singing "Me Against the World." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Would you shut up?" No. So who's your favorite makeup effects artist there, Ace? Yeah, Ace. You see the movie. Oh, yeah. You said Street Trash is yeah. one of your favorites. Well, see, yeah, Street Trash is my favorite. I always, uh, I'll just be like, I'm basic. I, I like Tom Savini because, like, he was probably, like, the first, like I said earlier, he's, like, the first, like, effects person that I even knew about. Yeah. That even I think that he had, had a face a out there. Yeah. yeah. I think he it was had, for a lot of people. He was out there, and then he was, then he became, then he was an actor, and then you see him in other movies, and then it turns into a thing where, like, oh, man, there's that guy in that movie. Oh, he also does effects, too. That's awesome. Like. And I just you see him in the in you know the making of movies and he's from dust till dawn, from dust till dawn, machine. sex machine. <laughs> he's in Planet Terror, like he's in all these movies also, and he's hilarious in those movies. Um, but also he's like I hate to using this term. He's like the he's like the rock star of the fix people kind of guy. He, was, he was the face of Splatter. Yeah. He was definitely the best at marketing. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I still have the Screen Greats VHS, and then he did oh. another one just called Special Effects mm-hmm. that I have as well, which I think is a little bit better. And those are the first ones I bought, and I saw them in a Fangoria magazine. Yeah. Uh, I think or Rob Oteen. No, Rick, Rick Baker is the first uh, makeup effects artist that I knew the name because he did Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah. That's that's how I, I was like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. It's also, the same guy I did American War of London. Yeah. I also knew Tom Savini because he was on an episode of The Simpsons. Doing like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he did a voice on there as himself. Checks out. And he basically eats a French fry and his stomach explodes all over the crowd in the cartoon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's pretty great. Dave, who's your favorite makeup effects artist? Already, we already said this. Well, I, I, I knew you were talking about like Rob Bottina in the thing, but like. He shot somebody's dick off, Steve. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he did. Trevor? I mean, besides, like, let's say, let's let's like narrow it down a little bit. We still talked about Kevin uh, Yeager. We talked about K and B. We talked mm-hmm. about Tom Savini till our dicks exploded. Uh, <laughs> Greg Canham, Steve Johnson. Um, who? I mean, there's so I many. Mean, Greg Canham. Let's talk about somebody. Me, somebody new. Oh, Greg Canham. Yeah, amazing. Now he got to start with Rick Baker, I think. Yes. Yeah. I believe. I believe so. He did Lost Boys when I first knew his name. Yeah. 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 Because he, yeah, he and, v, he and v Neil did mm-hmm. Lost Boys, yeah. Um, did he work in animation? I don't remember. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, incredible, incredible artist. I mean, and the, there's a whole, like, that's a whole nother genre are your, you know, English, like, makeup effects artists. Oh, yeah, right? the guys who did, like, the Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, like, a whole nother, like, incredible subgenre because there's different products. Yeah. Like, I, there's things I that aren't available, that. you know, and that's more innovation born out of that, you know, that kind of, um, you know, out of that part of the world, you know, and it, different color palettes. And there's just a oh, yeah, really yeah. distinctive Think of those look. Giallo movies. All the blood is really bright red. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. like Tenebrae, when they slash that throat and it hits the wall, like it just sprays on there. 
That's amazing looking. That's like art. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just this one spray of blood coming that out. That is tempera paint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, is, it just looks so good, yeah. which also was a. Uh, that's like Quentin Tarantino's favorite throat slash in a movie, which. One of his many inspirations in movies. Oh, yeah. Many, <laughs> many, many. But we've talked about De Rossi, uh, and we've talked about a lot of Italian uh, uh, makeup effects artists before. Um, let's talk about, I mean, Weta. Oh, yeah. Weta Jesus. Studios. I mean, you brought up Dead Alive, but, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Peter Jackson blowing up his own shit and making his head and doing all that kind of stuff, and then you go to Dead Alive, you're like, holy fuck, this is amazing. Yeah. And we were going to actually so do an entire episode just on Dead Alive in a, in a week or two. So I guess we should go hold off, even though I just brought it up. <laughs> Fuck me. But I mean, you can talk. You, you can talk about what a little bit. I mean, you got to look at the Lord of the Rings movies, like yeah. where they where they came from and where they where they went. Because you talk about CG and stuff like that. Like, well, they did use some CG in that movie. They used a lot of practical effects, though. Huge. And that's and that's the difference between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Yeah. And I won't go into this conversation. But let's talk about some shitty effects, though. Oh, I like this one. Let's talk about. The, we we sort of touched on the on the on the on the bad '90s uh, CG. What do you think is the worst CG you've ever seen? Worst CG I've ever yeah. seen? Oh my god! I mean, okay, the one that, as far as being completely dated, Lawnmower Man. There you go. <laughs> it looks like a Windows 95 screensaver. It's fucking <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> the very first CG ever used in a film that I can think of is a movie called Young Sherlock Holmes. And it was a big fucking deal, and that still looks amazing compared to the Lawnmower Man. <laughs> hey man, that was that That's was bad, that man. was virtual reality at its finest. Holy, That's... I am God nowhere. That sucks, <laughs> dude. I take that back. I said I, I think I said earlier where I, the American World in Paris was the first CGI. Oh yeah, we got to talk saw, about that. I saw. I think Lawnmower Man probably was. Now that I think about it, Ooh. God, that was bad. I, but I remember seeing it when I saw the preview. When I was a kid, and you said, like, in the preview, was that big head where he's just like, I am God, you know? I, God, like, I was like, That's crazy. Like, it did. It did. It looked great for 1975. Like, or whatever the fuck, you know. made a whole movie out of a three page story. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's only one scene in that whole movie that's in the book, and it's when he's making the lawnmower go up and down the, yeah. in the yard. Trevor? I've never, Worst. I've never had an eye for CG, so I'm just going to. All of it. Oh, all of it. All of it. It is all pretty all bad. It, yeah. Like, I mean, you can go, like, it's just anything from the '90s to the mid 2000s like I said yeah. before. It's just it's just pretty, just fucking bad. That, like, remember silver, morphing? You know, do I silver what? No, just the silver. Like oh yeah, the ooh, silver CG. Like just <laughs> anything silver. No, done. No oh, god, silver fire, which but, is basically all of the early 2000s. There is a lot of cool CG effects though too, and one that I think of was the movie Ghost Ship. Oh yeah. yeah, the very beginning of that movie. That's man. the only part of the movie that's good, and it's uh, <laughs> it's all downhill from there. It's like they pulled the scanners, but the movie was absolute shit. Oh god, do we have to talk about this movie? <laughs> no, no, we don't. No, we no, don't. no, no, no. Ghost Ship. It's you're you're absolutely right. That movie is just one fucking uh on top of another uh. I saw that in the theater with my girlfriend. At the I, time. I I it's didn't awful. see it with my girlfriend, but I saw it by myself. Thank God. I don't want anybody to know I saw it until just now. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what CG effect I like? I can't stand is that I didn't even know. I didn't realize it was because you don't pay attention to it that much. And the Devil's Rejects when they're in the hotel room and she takes that knife, the knife. and throws it at her. Oh yeah, that's all. Like she's just like there's nothing. It's all. See, I was like, why would you see? Like they CG that because it's dangerous. <laughs> I just dangerous. I don't know if you know knives, but they're like, sharp. <laughs> you could have do a cutaway. I don't know, but the, I saw that. I didn't notice it. Then I watched the making of. 
and they showed that part with the fake the CG knife, and that's all I can see now is the fake blood coming out of her chest, and like the knife was like ruined it for me. But I, I think a lot of a lot of people are starting to go back to practical effects. We're coming full, sort of full circle because you know there are still you'll see major studios use a lot of CG. There's things that like obviously we talked about you said some about Thor, but like Marvel movies, it's it's really hard to to, to do that with practical effects. I mean, we've seen the original. But I mean, Thor. even some of some of it, some of it still <laughs> yeah. looks like shit. Like when they had to take away fucking Henry Cavell's fucking mustache in Justice League, <laughs> yeah, and it just looks like. If, and if you don't know Botox. what I'm talking about, <laughs> go back and watch the Justice League where he where Superman shows up and just look at his face. Yeah, they digitally removed his mustache and it looks <laughs> awful. The Watchmen looked great. Well, yes, it did. But yeah. I think the Watchmen it had a lot of CG, but it also had some practical effects well, in there. CG Wiener and they and they. There is there is there is a fine line where I think now people are starting to learn like yes you can use CG effects like sort of like they did with Jurassic Park. Yeah. You can use it but you need the practical effects too. You need a nice marriage of Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you know, so the vampire I rewatched that recently. Mm-hmm. Stan Winston went from Jurassic Park to uh, interview the vampire and when Tom Tom Cruise gets his throat slashed. It's a mix. It's a practical, and then they smooth it out with uh, with CG, and it yeah. still looks amazing. It's yeah. a tool in the box. It's definitely a tool in the box. Yeah, you know. So when are you going to start getting a computer and kicking ass there, Trevor? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will help. I will help a V. Like I, I will. I will. I've found myself in situations where I will suggest it. I'm like, you know, let's do this. You know, as makeup effects. So, like, you know, say somebody gets their leg cut off. I can't make your leg disappear. Sorry, not going to happen. But I can do a prosthetic. And then, you know, if we can't hide your leg, I keep, you know, I mean, I, I keep chroma green and chroma blue makeup in my kit. And I'll, I'll, you know, paint your leg. We could, you know, that you can key it out in post. It's expensive. But there are certain yeah. things that, you know, there there are certain times where that's appropriate. You Just know, like and, Lieutenant Dane and Forrest Gump. Exactly. Which still legs looks off. great. <laughs> it looks great, yeah. Put on the green it. socks. Yeah. 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 Or uh, like in Dawn of the Dead remake and you just hire people mm-hmm. who are amputees to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they've been doing that since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, we talked about the uh, remakes as a very first episode of Girl Club Podcast, but I just recently went back and watched the remake of Fright Night. It is not nearly as bad as I remember, except for the fucking CG. Like, there's no reason yeah. to make Colin Farrell's face articulate and all that with CG when you watch this making of afterwards. That's he's wearing makeup when he kills the original uh, Jerry Dandridge, uh, Chris Sarandon in the uh, the car accident scene. Yeah. Spoiler: He's wearing a full prosthetic makeup and with real blood. And then you mm-hmm. watch the movie and it's just like all CG. It's fucked. He he almost died because like the blood was like shooting into the back of his throat and choking him while he's killing uh, 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 Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon. And he's like, yeah, and he's explaining it, and he's in full makeup, and they cut the whole thing out. Hmm. Blasphemy. That must make you feel like shit. Like, <laughs> like, like exactly. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, not only for the yeah. makeup effects artist, but for the actor that goes through all that, and then they're like, ah, it's the big premiere. This is the big scene I was telling you about, and it's just like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. They just, well, it's like David Prowse getting his voice changed. He's like, oh, hey, oh mm-hmm. fuck, it's not me. Yeah. Well, there's, like, the thing now in Hollywood is they're, like, digitally making people younger in movies. Like, me and my wife were watching that last Spider-Man movie, which I thought was great, but she was like, what's wrong with that guy's face? And I was like, (laughs) they've made him look younger because he's supposed to look like he did in 2004. 
Oh, right. Tobey Maguire. No. Yeah. <laughs> not even him, like the villain, like Doc Ock. Like, I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, you know, he's supposed to look like he did in 2000. Like, he's supposed to come straight out of Spider-Man 2. That was like 2004. What Except, the f- what's know, his name? I forgot the guy, uh, the actor. He's Alfred a fan. Molina. Okay, Alfred Molina. One of the first effects I saw as a child, as I remember, and it's not a horror film, it's in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's him. He gets impaled because he's the one that drops the, the Indy's ro- uh, uh, whip and says, you know, good luck or whatever the fucking takes off. And he oh, triggers yeah. a, uh, a, you know, the whatever, some sort of spear. Trap. spear yeah, trap. the trap. And it kills him. And then when Indy makes his way out of the, t- out of the, uh, out of that hole, that big rock falls. It's he's it's his dead body impaled, and I remember that effect. And I was like, "Oh shit!" So there you go, CG real. Yeah, I don't know what the connection I'm doing there, but you just spurred like a connection in my <laughs> oh, brain. I was like, Alfred Molina, yeah, I remember that effect. But yeah, so Steven Spielberg. You know, they also did it in uh, the <laughs> Irish same names. Yeah. So the de aging thing. I don't. I yeah, don't agree D- with it. I, don't, I can't get that one. Just uh, find an actor that looks like Robert De Niro did, and you know, yeah. I'm sure somebody's out there. Like, or you like, some make this seventy-five-year-old man. You can man. make somebody look like Robert De Niro, right? You yeah, can make old man. Robert De Niro yeah, look like Robert could. De Niro. Have you uh, done aging makeup? Or I've done. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I've done. I've done plenty of aging makeups. I've not done a whole lot of de-aging because yeah. you know gravity makes things happen, and you can't always, you know completely fix that just tape um, everybody's face back that is that actually is a very effective way of doing things um, oh my god there's yeah these little two pieces of like clear tape and then basically <laughs> elastic that you wrap around someone's head it's a real thing and you know it's like instant like facelift tape and it does work it has its purpose um i think they used it for uh, uh her name um angelica houston's eyes in um the adams family the original no shit that's how she is so upturned uh, yeah. and you can do that to the whole face yeah it doesn't always look great but you can you know you can do it but i mean i think with with de niro i'm gonna do it this weekend little... at horror hound see if anybody notices <laughs> do it it's like dave you look so young look so young <laughs> what is the most graphic scene in a movie you can remember August Underground Mortem. I knew you were going to bring that up. The bathtub scene it's at so the end. Fucked. It's I can't. Uh, it, 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 God, I can't even talk about it. I feel like I'll go to jail. Um, yeah, that that is probably one of the most graphic ones that I remember. <sighs> and the only reason I say that is because the first time I watched it, I was very inebriated, very. <laughs> and my buddy's like, "Hey, let's watch this movie. It'll be fun." It was not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. It was very gory. And you was... being in Pittsburgh for uh, Savini's school, did mm-hmm. you get to meet anybody from the uh, August Underground crew? Totag. No. Yeah, because Fred, who's the director, was actually teaching classes in that school for a while. Yeah. Um, he wasn't there it, when I was there. But... Yeah, Jeremy C- Cruz and uh, and Fred Vogel uh, made that fucked up movie that Dave's talking about. And uh, that that scene is fucked up. It's just... It's just it... And not, not only she'll never be a woman. I'm like, oh, <laughs> not, not, it looks so real. Uh, it's not just the, it's not just the special effects, but it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how it was shot. Yeah. Like yeah. it's grainy. It looks it, it's not in 4K. It wouldn't look. It probably if you watched it in like 4K, you'd be like, ah, oh, it looks fake as shit. But it's you know, it's obviously not. It's not. And that came out. That started out as like a necrophagia <laughs> music video, and then just became movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some music videos are just like that. Look at it. Look at cattle decapitation. Like their music video library. Like uh, was it the the last? What was that? Forced gender reassignment. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, that's that song. Brutal, dude. That, that fucking video is fucking brutal. Yeah. What's the most graphic music video you ever worked on, Trevor? Oh, the most graphic music video. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, band called Vein FM. Okay. Uh, the song was, oh man, what was the song name? 
Um, I had this puppet thing that came out of this little kid's bed, right? And it was like, you know, just this head. It looked kind of like a penis. But, like, it came out of this kid's bed and it's attacking <laughs> like him. That. He starts stabbing it with a pair of scissors. I dumped, like, five gallons of blood on this kid. I felt so bad for him. He was, like, nine. He had baseball practice after. I'm blasting his ass with blood. Um, <laughs> um you know, so he was know. probably the coolest kid at baseball practice. Oh, he was the day. stickiest kid at baseball practice. Bang. That's all I would have been yeah. talking about at baseball practice. Yeah. The, all the blood I got covered in. Yeah, um, and we dumped about fifteen gallons of blood on the band Fuck as yeah. they were playing. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean it was the bloodiest music video. Um, in terms of in terms of graphic, I don't really know. Like, I've I mean, blasting a kid, popped a guy's chest open. Oh, you that's know. cool. All kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> uh, it was definitely the bloodiest. Yeah, and went through about uh, went through a lot of blood on that. Jesus. A lot of blood. Do you keep any of your prosthetics for your personal collection, no. like memories? I, memories. I, I've, I've got a few that you know, like, are in like you know, like a box, you know. But um, for the most part, I don't really keep them because they're usually kind of sweaty and gross. Was it, was it the song "The Killing Womb"? Yes. There you yes. Go. Hey. yes. Hell yeah. There you go. Yeah, I made the puppet for that. I did not do the decapitation scene. Okay. But I did the yeah. We'll put the link. I don't want to take credit for anybody else's work. We'll put the link of that in the, in the description of this episode. Just the puppet and blasting that kid with fucking blood. Oh, that poor kid. <laughs> oh man. He did not know what he was in for. <laughs> yeah, he had a fun story to tell. You know, yeah. you were ruined at eight or seven when you watched Scanners. Why yeah, can't this kid go. be? Right, yeah. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> what's the what's a new movie that one of you all have seen and be like, man, that that this guy, I need to learn this person's name. Because I think that happens as you get older. You kind of stop thinking about who made what. Yeah. Like, think of a new special make. Oh, you just talked about Hatchet. Hatchet, like, yeah. Oh, for the life of me right now, I couldn't think of the goddamn special makeup effects artist on there. And I, I was going to say John Carl Beekler because I know they worked together on part two and a couple of things, but I think he just did cameos. Um, yeah, if you, when you get a chance, just look it up. I mean, one new person, Trevor, that you can, I mean, you work in the field more than anybody here, so. Chris Nelson, hands down. What have, what have they done? Oh, shit. Um, started out, I mean, way back in the day, but like um, one of the biggest was Kill Bill. Oh, nice. He was working with KMB for Kill Bill. Um, he started, uh, well, Halloween, you know, new mask design. That was all, that was all Christopher Nelson. No um, shit. Yeah. Suicide Fear Squad. Fear Street, Suicide Squad, Bright. I mean, just all kinds of incredible <clears throat> That's things. That's kick-ass. Yeah. American Horror Story. He's definitely like at one of the, you know, top right now. Um, but then like, you've got like Vincent Van Dyke and his shop that, you know, they're doing incredible work. They do all the prosthetics. Or they did all the prosthetics for, like, Nip Tuck. And um, they do most of the prosthetics for, like, creation for um, American Horror Story and, like, a lot of the, you know, newer FXE kind of shows. I think one of the ones... I just re- I might just be saying this because I watched it lately, but I re- we rewatched Mandy the other day. And <laughs> just... talked all through. <laughs> yeah, then I talked over the whole movie. But uh, the effects in that... And the way that there's the demon biker guys and like the way that they just kind of kept in the shadows and it's just kind of, they're kind of hidden and you don't really see them, but that's like the guy's got the spikes coming out of him and like, it's like they look really good and they look good because you don't see everything. Yeah. The black skulls. Is what yeah. They're called. Yeah. The black skull. Yeah. And I like, it's just like everything in that movie looks so good. And it seems like it's probably a mixture of CG and 
like practical stuff, but like just that's just a, such a great movie. I love it so much. That movie is so amazing. And when we went over that movie for the Nicolas Cage episode, we just butchered it. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we couldn't wait to talk about it. And when we got to talk about it, we're like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, and also just Bill Duke reads like that whole part of him. It's like, I've never seen somebody in so much pain. And he's like, you know what? They fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, they did. I was just like, oh god, it's so good, man. That film, especially uh, when that when you have a filmmaker like that who understands like how it, why it worked so well in the past is because of darkness, yeah, and not a lot of light. Mm-hmm. Like, like well, we a lot of these these uh, these gods that we've talked about are always like, you know, I like to be part of blocking the scene. Yeah. And that means like actually knowing where to place the camera for people who don't know where to block it. And the scene yeah. means, and then you know, helping with the lighting with the DP because when they can work together, then your effects look that much better. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that most that used to be much more prominent that you know where you know how this is going to look on camera, you know how this needs to be shot. Yeah. And you know directors, you know even twenty thirty years ago were more open to that. Like you know. Here you go. Here, show me. You know, show me how this needs to work. Show me how this is going to look good. But, um, you know, and you and your effects guys knew what they were doing with with blocking shots, with you know, camera angles and everything, because most of them grew up shooting things in their backyard. Yeah, super. You don't have that anymore. Everything is like a static phone and a ring light. So people don't know, you know, effects artists don't really know how to shoot that kind of stuff anymore. And like directors don't, aren't, you know, well, DPs aren't open to it. And, you know, like that needs to kind of come back because you lose a lot, you know, because like you have an effect and you're like, yeah, this looks great, you know, and then they blast it with like an LED panel and you're like, shit. Yeah, all the seams. (laughs) Yeah, you don't Uh, need to see everything. Exactly. Like, you know, this isn't like, is this supposed to be shot in a grocery store? Like, you know. There's a a reason why Jaws is good. It's because you don't get the whole shark the whole movie. Well, they brought up Evil Dead and like the 4K version. It's the first time uh, I noticed the uh, garden hose in the shoulder of, of Cheryl when she's banging on the door and he shoots her. To the door. Oh, yeah. You can see the garden holes now in her shoulder. It's green and it's shooting blood. Never have I ever seen that yeah. before. And yeah. I've got that on every you know format you can think of. It was the 4K. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need it. When they give you 4K, you just send it back. Unless I mean, it's Beastmaster. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're in 8K now. You know, like, oh, it just my God. It's getting more and more. Cool. Thankfully, though, lens, like, it, it started, we're starting to get to a point with cameras where it's starting to look like film again. That's cool. You're going to see that kind of coming back, and I'm thankful. I I know everybody else is, you know, because you don't need to, like, I I don't need to be able to count your, you know, count your pores on screen. I don't need to, you know, see every little hair. Like, there needs to be, you know, a little... A little bit of a right, there. you Exa- know, like- exactly. There has to be because we watched and she was talking about Spider Man. We watched another Spider Man movie, it was like last year, the last one, like Homecoming or whatever. And Rachel's like, Something wrong with his eyebrows, somebody needs to fix them. One of, of Spider Man's <laughs> eyebrows was just all fucked up, and that's all she was just hyper focused on his eyebrows. Yeah, you don't need to see that. There was no, actually, you wouldn't have seen that in the seventies. There was a special feature, and I cannot remember what disc it's on, but it's, it's Robert Rodriguez, and he did a small little documentary film called Film is Dead. And in that documentary, he's talking about, he's going around to college campuses talking about the new thing of digital filming. He's like, this, this, uh, he had just shot uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And he said, this is the worst you're ever going to see film, digital film look ever. This is my movie. And there's a picture of Danny Trejo on the uh, screen and he's pointing at it and he's saying, 
I want to see all of these cracks and ruin that Dan, Danny Trejo's face has gone through. It's like, I understand that, but that's not what I want. Yeah, you no. don't need that. No. no. And it's great that now, with digital, we're going backwards. I mean, yeah. we're not going backwards, but we're, going we're, backwards. they understand that what makes those movies feel warm and like, mm-hmm. you know, sh- 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 seeing a movie on VHS, I'm a, I'm, I'm a format nerd. Like, I love it all, but I will still hold on to my Salem's Lot <laughs> VHS over there yeah. behind Absolutely. Action Jackson or whatever. That's why I'm watching so much shit on video horror now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to see the grainiest, <laughs> shittiest film ever. Yeah. Well, that's where you find it. <laughs> well, I feel like we've gone through the whole, I like, what we love about films, what we don't like about movies. Um, I think we should come into this, this episode, but uh, Trevor, I think Dave has a question for you. Do I? No, I just want to put it on you. Yes, Dave does this to me every episode. He just does usually does it at the end, and I just wanted to get him once. Oh no, no, I did. He already I, did it. So I, I already asked what, what the favorite one was. Steve, okay. thanks. You're Wonderful. welcome. I love you guys. But tell us where. Tell tell people where we could find you if they want to find you online. Uh, if you really want to find me, we do. You can, uh, I'm uh, TrevorThompsonMakeup.com. Um, I'm also Trevor Thompson Makeup on Instagram. Um. Trevor Thompson on Facebook. If you want to be a creep and find my Facebook, <laughs> um, basically just look up your name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, we'll, just go to my website. We'll link your website. We'll link, your website. <laughs> we'll link all that up on the on this episode. And I know you said you're getting ready to leave out of town and go on another job assignment that you can't talk about. I can't talk. Is about it buckets it, yeah. of blood or buckets of like eyelashes? Uh, Are there buckets of eyelashes? Whatever. Buckets of prosthetics. That's even better. Sweet. I, lots of blood, but I'm not. Uh, a lot of the blood is, you know, out of my hands. So that's kind of nice. CG. It is. It yeah. is. I'm the worst <laughs> effects artist. I hate the feeling of fake blood. Can't stand it. Tom Savini <laughs> hates that glue behind, between his fingers. Can't is that what stand it. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Hate it. Um. But yeah, lots of prosthetics. It's going to be a very prosthetic heavy film. It should be fun. Um. Hopefully, yeah. We'll never, you'll never, you'll look back on this and be like, I don't know why I went on this fucking show. You'll be rich and famous after this, after this gig. God willing. <laughs> Ace, any closing remarks? Uh, no. You want to talk? <laughs> you want to talk more about American Werewolf in Paris? Yeah, I want to talk more about American Werewolf. Oh, I, I was hoping and, we were joking and, about and that. And Brian Dennehy. Yeah, this, uh, you know, the soundtrack. <laughs> the to our lives. Right. Bush mouth. We're done. Dave, you want to get us out we're of here? We're done here. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you can everybody in all these countries, and you said Poland, Peru, Sweden. Thanks everybody. They're all new. You can find us where you found us and where you're listening to us right now, or you can go to Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Castbox, and Verbal.com. Yeah. YouTube, uh, Facebook. Uh, I don't have a Twitter or anything. But, uh, we're on Slasher. 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 That's right. In weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks for thanks for listening and uh, bye. 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 Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah.